Hi everyone, welcome. Hello, nice to see you. Yay! <laughs> Amazing. You're all very long. It's like looking down a corridor. Um, if you haven't met me before, I'm Lydia. I'm John's wife. John's the vicar here, which is great. Um, I always say that's which is great. You can make that judgment. <laughs> it, it is great. It might not be. <laughs> um, Welcome. We, we are in a, a series of the Lord's Prayer at the moment, so we're talking about talking to God, um, and we're, we're in, what are we, which bit are we on, John? Sin. <laughs> so we're at that bit. Um, but stay tuned, because it's going to be good. I, I trust it'll be good. Um, we're also doing a little thing um, of uh, welcoming a new kind of member into our church, uh, which we love to do sometimes. We have baptisms a few weeks, and uh, the one crying at the back, who's my daughter, we're going to um, welcome her into the church family as well, because it's just something that, well, John and I believe is, is really important to be saying, actually, we, we do family together, and we do church together, and so we need all of you guys to, to come and help. But more about that later. Because we're here for God. We're here to worship uh, God. So, uh, as we begin, why don't we stand up and I'm going to pray and we're going to have a bit of uh, music where we can sing uh, to him and declare who he is. I don't know if anyone else was uh, woken up in the middle of the night by the thunderstorms, uh, thunder and lightning, very, very frightening. It was crazy. Exactly. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> exactly. Um, you might have completely missed it and feeling very fresh now, but where, wherever you're at, was my segue, um, let's come to God because he knows exactly what's going on in your heart and he knows where you're at. And uh, he is so excited to meet with you today. He's so excited to meet with you today. Um, so you might want to close your eyes or put your hands out. We're just going to welcome him and, uh, and pray now. God, the creator of all, who, uh, who commands the thunder and lightning, who commands the sea, the one who created each one of us unique and perfect in your image. Lord, we thank you for who you are. And we come to you now. We welcome you in our hearts, Lord. God, would you receive our worship today? Amen. Amen. Great. It's just a bit of a running around service today. Amazing. Ah, cool. So the kids are going to go out in a bit, but before we do that, we really need your help uh, to come and join us. I don't know where the kids are, so if you want to come to the front, feel free, or you can stay there. That's all good. Um, can I invite John? You should probably be up here at this point as well. And maybe Ray, why don't you come up too? <laughs> yeah. Can everyone wave at Ray? That would be great. Look, should we do waving? Amazing. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> Amazing. So this is the point where we come to uh, give thanks for, for Ray. So this is Ray, Ray Tabitha, our daughter. It's a bit odd doing this and putting, we're putting lots of different hats on today, <laughs> but it's good uh, fun. Uh, I've got a little bit of liturgy just to read out to kind of help firm up what we are doing today. Life is a gift from God. And today we come together as a church family 
to thank God for his goodness and blessing of Ray to us. And uh, we, we're all going to make some promises to support and encourage Ray in her journey of faith uh, and we'll ask for God's blessing upon her life. So that is what we're doing uh, in this little, little piece here. So should we try and read this together? Let's read it together. Let's, we're going to attempt it. We've okay. not actually tried this. Um, so we, we as, as Ray's parents, parents entrust her, her to God's, God's care and growth in faith. faith. Uh, with God's, with God's help, help, we, we promise, promise to pray, pray for her and through our example, encourage her into the community of faith and to walk with her in the way of Christ. So that's our promise. Um, but we cannot do it alone. It takes a village to raise a child and you're our village. <laughs> so Cranbrook Church, friends, family, um, will you stand with us and make some promises uh, with us? Oh, you can stand. You could actually stand. Sure. <laughs> Amazing. We know Ray's over there. So uh, all you need to say is with God's help, we will. But let me read what um, I'm asking of you. Faith is the gift of God to his people, friends, family, and our church community here. Will you support, encourage, and pray for Ray so that she may come to know God's love for herself? With God's help, we will. Brilliant. Thank you so much. You can uh, sit down now. And uh, let's, let's pray. I think there's another slide. Is there another little prayer? Would you join with us uh, to to pray this prayer together, uh, if you would? God, our creator, we thank you for the gift of Ray, entrusted to our care. May we be patient and understanding and ready to guide and forgive, so that through our love, Ray may come to know your love, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. And we've just uh, invited some friends up to share a little prayer as well, so it's not just our voices. <laughs> um, Pete and Emily, would you uh, come and pray with us? Thank you. Dear God, thank you for Ray and the joy she brings to John and Lydia and everyone around them. As she grows up, we pray that she would be surrounded by people who would reflect you and that she would grow to know and have a deep relationship with you. We thank you that there is a path laid out for her and that you will watch over her. And Lord, we pray for John and Lydia as raised parents. Would you bless them with an abundance of energy, patience and grace to bring up Ray in the way of faith, even when there are those challenging of times. And we pray that you would bless them as their family grows and that you continue to surround them with people who love and support them. In your holy name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amazing. Um, I'm going to invite the kids to go out. Is, is there group activities on? Philly, thank you. You've got something to say. Do you want to welcome Ray? Let's, oh. Yeah, let's, that'll be fun. Go for it.
Amazing. Let me pray for these uh, kids. God, thank you that you bless us with uh, children in this, in this church family. And uh, we just pray that they would have such an awesome time out in their groups today. Uh, Lord, would you be there and would you be with uh, the leaders and helpers as well? Would it be a real uh, shining light out in that corridor? Um, we don't have our prayer here, so uh, I don't want it all to be uh, kid-centric, but why don't we uh, just spend a moment now and lift up a, a country, a place, uh, a family that you know of, or a group of people uh, somewhere far away, and lift them up to God now, whatever you think they need. Just, just tell God, like, is it famine? Is it food? Is it, is it peace? God, you know every corner of the world and you know every need and every hunger and hurt and all these places and things that we've lifted to you. Would you take them in your hands, Lord, and have your way? And why don't we think of something a little bit closer to home as well, maybe in our country, maybe even in our towns, something that's not in this church but is going on around us that isn't right, that needs mending, that needs fixing, that needs restoring. Why don't we lift that to God, our creator, now? You might just want to uh, put a hand on your heart as a, as a kind of symbol of saying, God, help me, um, whatever it might be today. It might just be, help me to, to listen to the length of the talk. <laughs> um, but God, would you come now? Would you minister to us? Amen. Amen. Well, that leads us into our time of uh, our talk. And uh, I think we also don't have our reader. Is that correct? John's going to do it. Great. It's not me. Over to you. Thanks. Can, can I just pray for John? I'm going to pray. <laughs> uh, Lord, thanks for what uh, John's prepared and uh, for, for the word that you've given for us today. And I pray that our eyes and ears would be eager and ready to, to hear this and that your spirit would be moving through his heart and his words. Fill him afresh right now. Amen. Amazing. So we're in the Lord's Prayer. We've got up to... Forgive us our debts. Uh, let me just go back a little bit. Here we go. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they, they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you've asked him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our, our debts as we forgive those who, and as we forgive, as we have forgiven our debtors. It's not as you read it in your head. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive yours. Great. There's nothing that brings people to church like a sermon on sin, is there? I mean, yeah, that's, that's exactly what you came here for today, isn't it? You thought, yes, we've got to that moment in the Lord's Prayer where we get to talk about sin. Brilliant. Well, it's confession time, everybody. For those of you who don't come to our church, we often sit around tables and we talk to each other. And I'm going to encourage you to do that right now because I would like you to turn to your neighbor and to tell them something naughty that you have done. It might be something small. Or it might be something as appalling, and I mean appalling, as running through fields of wheat. (laughs) Why don't you turn to a neighbor and just share something naughty that you have done. Go. (laughs) You must be a (laughs) Okay. This is really, is this really loud? Am I really loud today? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, I, I, I could hear lots of conversation, which means that you are all terrible people. It means you are all horrible people who do horrible things to each other. But the good news is, I'm going to make you all feel better. I'm going to share one of my stories, which will put you all in a good light. Okay? And I've actually just spotted that my mother-in-law and father-in-law are over there, so kind of any... <laughs> remnants that, are, that they have of me being a decent person is probably j- just about to be shattered. But, you know, win some, lose some. Um, when I was a, a secondary school kid, lots of my friends seemed to have lots of cash. And I would catch the bus home every day and we'd, we'd walk through kind of the high town in Hereford, which doesn't have much in it, but it did have a WH Smith where you could buy things. And, um, and then I'd get on a second bus to get home to the middle of nowhere. And, and my friends seemed to have lots of cash. And, and I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. But I don't. And so I came up with this kind of cunning plan. I thought that if I did this kind of commando-style crawl upstairs around the back of my dad's bed, I could open his wallet and find some cash a whole wad of cash, put it in my pocket, and then the next day when I went to school, I was like, hey guys, look what I've got. I'm going to WH Smith's and I'm buying sweets. It's on me, guys. I mean, that's appalling, right? To steal from your own parents, and not for anything good, but something that's basically designed to give you diabetes. It's awful. Like... You know, it wasn't for a significant reason. It wasn't for a good reason. It was to buy sweets. I'm a terrible human being. Do you all feel better about yourselves? I mean, I'm slightly comforted that there was a lot of noise earlier, but perhaps you're not as bad as me. Perhaps you're not as bad as me, but we all mess up, don't we? 
We all make mistakes. We all get things wrong from time to time. And, and, and we all fall short of our own expectations for ourselves, but, but also the expectations of our family, of our friends. We're all contributors and recipients of broken and hurtful thoughts, words, and actions. It's the kind of crap that kind of breaks relationships. It's the stuff that gets in the way. It makes us strangers from one another. It makes us enemies. And it doesn't just affect our relationships, it affects our whole lives, it affects our bodies, it affects the world in which we live. And what's true of our relationships with each other is true of our relationship with God. I'm employed to be a Christian. I'm employed to be a Christian. And yet, even when I'm being paid to be a Christian, I can't live up to, to God's perfect ways. I always fall short. I can't always love him the way I want to love him and my actions and my deeds and my thoughts often fall short. They often fall short and I'm employed. I'm paid to do that, to live this way. So often it becomes about not God's agenda. I've rejected God's agenda. It's about my agenda. It's about myself, my ways. But fortunately, Jesus tells a story of a guy just like me. He tells a story of a guy just like me. He tells a story of this son who rejects his father, leaves home with his inheritance early, and runs off to a distant land to party, to have fun, to live life free and easy, to live his way, to do things his way, without any strings attached. But the money runs out, and then his friends walk out, and he finds himself penniless and homeless, sitting in a pigsty, searching through the kind of the bits that the pigs left behind for something to eat. The son eventually comes to his senses and, and remembers actually, well, perhaps my father's ways, which I've rejected, which I've run away from, perhaps they weren't so bad after all. Perhaps they were okay. And maybe if I ran home and I, I groveled, perhaps he would forgive me because even his servants have a better life than I have right now. And so he sets off home. I wonder. I wonder what was going through his mind as he walked home. Why don't you just turn to your neighbor and just... What do you think was going through his mind? What was going through that son's mind as he walked home? What do you think was the thoughts that he was having? Go on, just turn to a neighbor quick. Okay. What's, what sort of things did we think of? Yes. Embarrassment. Embarrassment. Yeah, great. Shame. Absolutely. Any other... I won't be accepted when I get home. Yeah. We split it all so far. Yeah. Hope, a little bit of hope, maybe. I think you'd be worried about this big brother. Yeah. You've obviously read the end of the story, Neil. Trust the father in law. Um, 
Everyone should be, yes, there's a big brother, yes. Let's move on. Um, and uh, So it's a story that we might be familiar with, right? And it's, you know what it's called? The prodigal son. Although, I want to suggest there's a better title for it. I've nicked this from someone else, but there's a better title for it. And it's called The Story of the Running Father. You see, because in Jesus' story, there's this shocking moment, and it's not shocking to us because, you know, a, a while ago I saw my dad run. I'm not sure I've seen him run recently, but, oh, you know, uh, is that, uh, anyway. Um, in in Jesus' time, adults would not run. To run, they would have to lift up their cloak above their knees and, and run like that. And, and it was undignified. And so an adult would not run. It would, it would be humiliating for an adult to run. But in Jesus' story, that's exactly what the father does. When he sees his son in the distance, he picks up his cloak above his knees and runs in pursuit of him. Humiliating himself as he runs after towards his son. And when he reaches him, when he reaches his son, he, he throws his arms wide around him. He embraces him. He forgives him fully and totally and then invites him to a welcome home party where they have this massive kind of calf, this fatted calf, special calf that was set aside for a special event. Did the son deserve any of this? No, absolutely not. But it was given freely and fully anyway. And this father in Jesus' story who's willing to suffer humiliation to reach and forgive his son who had wandered off is the same kind of father our God is. The same kind of father that our God is. He's the kind of God who is willing to suffer humiliation to make his forgiveness known. To even suffer humiliation on the cross, a criminal's death, to reach his creation with his love and his forgiveness and restoration. So when we pray the Lord's Prayer, when we pray this prayer, forgive us our sins, we are like that son embarking on the journey home. But just like the sun, we will find that even before we've made it to the front door, God has picked up his cloak and is running towards us, running out to meet us, running to forgive us, so that we may experience for ourselves the forgiveness of the running Father. That we may know his loving embrace that we may find ourselves caught up in a welcome home party. And then we're, when we're at home, we get to live under his roof again. We get to, to, to experience his love on a daily basis. We get to, we get to live under his good rule and reign, which, which means we get to live under his protection. We get to live under his provision. And where he guides us, in the good way of living. Do we deserve this? Absolutely not. But it is given freely and fully anyway.
And this, this is how God forgives us. But it's also what the Lord's Prayer invites us into. The Lord's Prayer invites us to do this for one another. A number of years after, um, after I'd finished school, it was quite a few years later, I came to my senses and realized that I needed to go and seek forgiveness for stealing money for sweets from my parents. And I drove from Oxford all the way back to Hereford. And I remember sitting in the car outside the, the kind of front door, almost shaking, trembling, going, oh my goodness, I've got, I've got to apologize for stealing money from my parents. They didn't, possibly didn't have a lot back then. I feel terrible about it. And, and that guilt and that shame and everything that kind of, you know, you guys shared when, when we talked about how the sun might have been feeling. I was going through that right there and then. I opened the front door, walked in. Saw mum and said, mum, I've got something to tell you. I stole money from you when I was at school and I, I, I need to ask for forgiveness. And I hardly finished getting it out of my mouth before mum had embraced me and said, you're forgiven. Of course you're forgiven. And dad did the same. Of course you're forgiven. I needn't be worried. I needn't have been anxious. The guilt that I was living with, gone. The shame I had, gone. The fear I had, gone. My relationship with my parents restored. Did I deserve it? No. But it was freely given anyway. And now to forgive family and friends, to forgive people you love, you know, that can be hard enough, right? Or to forgive someone who's accidentally wronged you or inadvertently wronged you, hurt you. That can be difficult. But the Lord's Prayer says, actually, I, I'm calling you to go one step further. The Lord's Prayer invites us to forgive those who hate us. To forgive those who seem to want to make our lives impossible. To, to forgive those who cause us harm and distress. To forgive those who are our enemies. The invitation of the Lord's Prayer is not only to receive the forgiveness of the running father. To receive his forgiveness that sets us free from guilt and shame. Which gives us new purpose and hope in this world but also to extend that forgiveness like an overflow of the forgiveness from the Father to those in the world around us. To offer forgiveness to, to those who make our lives difficult. And to know the freedom of that. And I wonder just how different the world would be. How different would the world be if we all lived this way. Shall we pray together? Why don't we stand? You guys have been sitting down for a long time. Let's stand together as we pray. Lord Jesus, perhaps there's something just on your heart right now. And you'd love to be forgiven for it. You'd love to lay it down. You'd love to be free from the guilt or the shame. You'd love to perhaps experience that, that love that Corrie ten Boom spoke about in her story. Love of God that just kind of raced through her body.
just in a moment of quiet, why don't you just bring that before God? Oh, Jesus, here I am. I'm sorry. And as you do that, there is a guarantee, a guarantee that God comes running to you to meet you in that place. And that guarantee is Jesus. So know that you are forgiven. Holy Spirit, would you just come and lift off guilt? Come and lift off shame. Come and bring your freedom. And then God says, come, come and join me. Come and work with me. Come and have a new purpose. Come and have a renewed purpose, a restored purpose. A fresh way of doing life. Whether that's for the first time or for the millionth time. Thank you, Lord. But perhaps there's one or two of us here this morning who also feel like, actually, there's somebody that I need to forgive and I don't know if I can do it. I don't know how to do it. Or perhaps you've just been reminded of a situation. So I'm just going to ask that the Lord would, would empower you. Through his spirit, would you just rest on us that we may be people who can be overflows of your forgiveness, that we can overflow your forgiveness into our relationships. Give us courage, give us boldness. And Lord, would you bring restoration into those relationships and situations we pray. Amen. I'm going to stay standing and, and the band are going to lead us in and worship again. But if you would like someone to pray with you this morning, why don't you come over that side and I'll be over there and I'd love to pray with you uh, this morning. But I'll hand over to the band. You unravel me with a melody you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone I'm no on what you've heard. We're going to go for verse 2. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. And I've been born again into a family. 
We're not here next week. We're not here next week. That's true. That's true because it's a fifth Sunday. It'll be here the week after next. Uh, but if you come here next week, we won't be here next week. Uh, we will be at Talaton because it's the fifth Sunday of the month where we do the combined thing. Um, and we'll all be kind of meeting in Talaton. Is it 11 o'clock? I think it's 11 o'clock. It's, yeah, it's a slightly different time. 11 o'clock. Where we're going to um, celebrate Mary and Ian, who have been, uh, I was going to say ordained there, but you've been licensed as lay ministers. Um, so we're going to celebrate those. Um, and um, yeah, that's great. If you do have any prayers left in you, please pray for Mark, um, Mark Herslake. He, as you might know, in the summer, he kind of hit his head quite hard um, and he's had to be signed off again. 
because of um, memory um, things. So please pray for healing for him. I think that's all I want to say. Um, let's, let's stand and worship and then drink coffee and go home. Great. Let's just pray as we go. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that when we come to you and ask for your forgiveness, you promise to give it. And when you promise to forgive it, to forgive us, you forgive us fully, that you remember it no more. And we are free, free to live your way once again. So as forgiven people, may you know God's blessing. May you know his mercy. May you know his love and his warmth. Today, tomorrow, and for the rest of your lives. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. God bless you all. See you soon.